Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Coming to you live from the Ray Horseman Studio in North Hollywood, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. On today's show, volcanologist Jess Phoenix, founder of Blueprint Earth, advises us on how to help save the environment one household at a time. And are we dancing on the edge of a volcano? We'll find out. And a number three ranked Monopoly player in America, Ken Corey gives us tips on how to win America's favorite game. Believe it or not, don't build a hotel on Boardwalk. He'll tell us why. I'm Adam Felber, and yes, I'm wearing my monocle and top hat because I monitor the rules here. And now, please welcome the woman who always takes the chance card, Paula Poundstone. Thank you very much. Welcome, Paula, and also thank you to tonight's amazing house band, Scottish fiddler Longo Chu. Now, Paula, I understand you just found out that your doctor has retired? My doctor has retired. I wanted to get get, straight to it, because I know that's been bugging you. It hasn't, but, you know, I got a letter in the mail. Last year, after I broke a rib, uh, I decided that maybe I needed a a baseline. Like, I didn't have a regular doctor. I usually just go to my vet. Which, your vet? Yeah. Like, when I take an animal to the vet. Okay. um, You would work in some questions about you? Well, I don't tell them it's about me. I, I pretend that it's an animal at home. I'm asking about. So give me an example of what you might ask a vet. Okay, like, for example, when I had broken my rib and I didn't realize I had a broken rib, um, it felt like my muscles were pulling away from my rib cage. Right. And so I said to the guy, I said, you know, when my dog Ramona does push-ups, uh, uh, she makes a moaning noise. Do you think it could be that her muscles are pulling away from her rib cage? Wow, that doesn't seem like the kind of thing that would fool any vet because push-ups, push-ups would be the giveaway there. He's he no he he didn't think that was the problem. Okay, so you got a human doctor is our point. I yeah, think. Yeah, I did. I oh. went to the trouble of you know the horse pills were just becoming too much. I was taking my dog's pain pills. That's true. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this is the first time in my adult life that I've had a regular doctor. I went out of my way to decide because I thought there should be a baseline, right? So that if I get hit by a bus, they don't go, "Oh my God, her hair!" Right. And they go like, exists. oh, no, it was always like that. Okay. Yeah. I think the hair would be the last thing that would be noted in your medical records, even though your hair is kind of remarkable. But- yeah. No, I think that if I were to be hit by a bus, I think they, and they would look at my hair and go, you know, we She need- was dying anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you needed a baseline health standard. You right. got yourself a private doctor. Got, yeah. And then and then she retired. How long she did you She took a couple her- of samples and she retired. Wow. 
yeah. Maybe it was just too much of a challenge for yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. I guess there was a lot to go over. Uh, I didn't have her for all that long, and I paid money to, you know, they. Uh, I forget what that, that's called, but now you you. When I called up and I said I want you know to make an appointment, I, I, somebody recommended. They said, oh, right. she's not taking new patients. Okay. Unless. You pay $500. Really? Yeah. And then oh. um, that gives you entree to the- To w- the retiring doctor. Right. But the problem, of course, they didn't say she was going to retire. But, but they must have known. How old was she? But this is Los Angeles. If your doctor gets a part in a movie, right, you're, you're out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think she, you know, I think she got like a walk-on. Well, yeah. <laughs> On like an NCIS or something. Yeah. In, or yeah. maybe in the new um, Godzilla where there's going to there's going to be a lot of medical problems. Are there? Well, I think in the a lot of the extras get killed. Yeah. But that's not I got I got to maybe I got to correct you here. Usually in monster movies and stuff when people get killed the, the movies don't spend a lot of time dealing with the nature of their injuries. Yeah. Well, this it's is It's usually like were is, you stomped or were you not stomped? This is a remake. I, yeah, yeah, this is I'm, a remake, and they're they're modernizing. And it's more or less a medical it. drama. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't see much of the monster. Yeah. You see a lot of the trauma ward. Yeah, you mostly yeah. see like ivy drips. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think that's true excite, at all. The excitement. Well, have you learned anything drip. from this experience besides what's in the new Godzilla movie? No, I'm not, I'm not even going to bother with a with a new doctor. You know what I wanted was I wanted like I, you might be too young to remember this, but there was a television show called Marcus Welby MD. It starred Robert Young. I'm not too young to remember it. I'm too young to have watched it. I thought of it as that show about the old doctor that was boring that nobody watched. Yeah. No, that's not what it was. It okay. was a, it was a beloved and every patient that he saw like that he would diagnose something and then he would become involved in their life for that week. Right. And uh, 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 they give you the impression that it was long than a week, you know, they gave the impression that he was. That's really what I wanted. I wanted yeah. a doctor that would that would care about me, like a family doc. Right. When she realized I didn't have anybody to sift my litter boxes, would say, you know what? Let me. Um, I'm coming over. I don't think even. I don't even think Marcus Welby would have sifted litter boxes for a patient. Well, I think he did. Okay, you 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 know. As I said, I, just, I never watched the show. You know what? A lot of stuff went on during the commercial that the viewer didn't see. Okay. But I think during the commercials he was, yeah. You Fine. know, there was so, an involvement. You know, I wanted involvement. I wanted medical involvement. And you know what? There is buried in there a genuine point about what's going on in the medical world today. Because the, the family doctor is more or less, unless you're way out in the country, a, a, a thing of the past. Yeah? That's where you got to go to your vet? <laughs> All right. Exactly hey, right. Let's move on to other topics. Do you, do you um, want to see my shoe? I just had it put on. Oh, <laughs> see now that looks painful. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. did. It hurt a bit, but yeah. uh, the hardest thing was just balancing on one foot. For, yeah, and then when she asked you how old you were before you put on the shoe, what did she say? What did you do? What did you say? Yeah. Yeah, that is why. That's the kind of thing you tune in for, listeners. The the sight gags on the podcasts. Uh, that's a wonder that we're not more. Hold popular. on, I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go up to fifty eight. Yeah, that's a, which is older than most horses. So you you count better than how that. how long do horses? I don't know. Like they they how they long don't, do horses live? Well, we, if only we knew. If only we had like a like a producer on this show who has devoted most of her life to her daughter's horse habit. And Jess knows too. But we haven't introduced Jess. But anybody <laughs> anybody who's in the room, how long do horses live? Jess? Uh, in captivity, 30 years isn't that weird. Um, oh. But they can oh. be over 50. 
So really? fifty-eight is possible. Just extremely rare, but yes, possible. Yeah. Can old horses no can old horses stomp out their name, or do they just kind of lose count? <laughs> I would think that if I was a horse, that's kind of the ability that you at, yeah. at twelve yeah. you're just like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. it, it takes yeah. a lot more carrots to bribe them when yeah. they get older. Uh, yeah, well, I, you know, my manager Bonnie Burns. I don't think she's ever had a horse that lived till fifty. Well. <laughs> That has to do with the way Bonnie takes care of her horses. Yeah. yeah. Her horses get eating disorders and pass away fairly early on, I think. Yeah. 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 Also, like, she horses... insists on teaching, uh, on, like, learning how to parallel park a horse, which is weird. Yeah. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that, and it's bad for the horses. They trip. Bonnie, okay. do you ever ride the horse? Me? Yeah. No. Bonnie never rides the you've, horse. You've never Just gotten her daughter up on does. the Because I can't even picture it, by the way. But you've never gotten up on the horse? No. No. Oh. Huh. Right. I don't think I, my kid... Could have a horse, and I wouldn't at least try it out. I would probably sneak out at night yeah. with the horse. Yeah. I broke Go the dr- Barbie Dream Jeep. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. I was way too big for it. Yeah, you really shouldn't have done that. I think horses could take it a little better than that. Yeah. Um, okay. More breaking news. I'm going to change the subject. Um, it has to do with our T-shirts, Paula. Apparently, our popular- Breaking news! Yeah, it's breaking news. T-shirts! It's true. You, it's just like I'm watching just, MSNBC. Just- Three or four shows ago, we announced the appearance of the Nobody Listens for Paula Poundstone Nobody listens t-shirt. to Paula Poundstone. <laughs> what did I say? You said nobody listens for Paula Poundstone. I think they yeah, listen for they me, do. to be honest oh, with you. Oh, yeah. They listen yeah. They listen for Paula Poundstone. They go, is that her? <laughs> <laughs> I think they listen for Adam Felber. I think she's coming. All right. She's uh, a- anyway, our Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone t-shirt was announced just a few weeks ago. Um, it's available at maxfunstore.com. But it's turned out that our popular BlackBerry shirt. So popular that, that. it's sold out in most sizes and is now being joined by another color in the Max Fun store. <laughs> it's being joined by another color. You get, it's in black now. Yes. You know, the black. The well, black spoiler berry, alerts. The, the new one's black, everybody. <laughs> the, well, the, the BlackBerry was awfully close to black. It was one of those things you had to look at a couple of times to determine that it was, in fact, BlackBerry. But you could but tell it, was, it wasn't black. You, you yeah. knew there was something going on, yeah, something iffy something, about that color. Yeah, yeah, I but, like it. I now have a collector's yeah, edition. And it, you could, too, if you went to maximum, maxfunstore.com. You could find the you could last guess. few I think that, what is there, like 4XL or something that's still The 4XL is still available, I think. Yeah. 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 So if you, uh, yeah. So yeah, so if you're going re- camping, really large people. <laughs> so with a zipper down the front, really large people um, could, could still get. And the I think Black really berry. small people too. I think both ends of the size spectrum can still get the BlackBerry shirt. Uh-huh. No. Um, most other people, it's available now in black. And you know what? There's a lot less confusion now. Yeah. Because you, you know it's just a dark black shirt. Yeah, exactly. I think it looks attractive as hell. It is very attractive. Uh, I've seen. Uh, a number of people wearing them in the airport. Have you? Uh, yeah. And when you say a number of people, is that one and you? Well, people say uh, that they wear them. Who's people? <laughs> people say. This feels, I mean, I've I've I was heard, making up a little I've, bit of what I. I've heard that people wear them. Wow, that's a what, lot, our, that's what a our lot president of, does. A lot of people are saying. People are talking that, about. That the, they wear them. Yeah. The other day, a woman who'd fought in the Civil War came up to me with tears in her <laughs> eyes, and she said, that T-shirt saved my life. Thank you, Mr. President. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly kind of the story what I heard. To tell yeah, here. that's exactly the story right. to tell. Well, Paula, we're heading into the final semester of high school for a lot of kids out there. Hold and- on, I'm coughing. <laughs> All right. 
My manager, Bonnie Burns, who's one of the I don't know why you feel like you need a doctor. She didn't want... No, I go to a pulmonary guy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He well, says what does he I'm, say about the coffee? He says I'm good. <laughs> that might imply that he's not. Yeah. No, he says, uh, he, okay. says I'm, he says I'm all good. Don't worry about it. Okay. That's what, it's not, uh, what's that word when you deteriorate over time? A wasting illness? Yeah, it's not like a progressive. Progressive disease? Yeah, no, it's, it's a, not. A, a de- this is not just my baseline. It's not consumption? Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just like this all the time. Okay. Because um, you're not flushed. It doesn't seem to be the, st- the final stages of consumption. I thought you said you're not flush. And you're I, not. And you're I thought, how do you wall. know? <laughs> I, I thought, I, no, I thought you were talking about finances. Oh, finances. And I thought, how do you know? You know, there are dogs that they can train to know if your blood sugar is low. I would like a dog that is trained to know when I'm low on cash. Really? But you were able to do that. You you knew that I wasn't flush. Right, but I didn't. <laughs> oh, you did. I was just saying that you weren't you don't seem to have tuberculosis really. Oh. Okay. Would you be, would you have would you be flushed if you had tuberculosis? Isn't tuberculosis the same as consumption? Yeah. And and in the final stages of it, you apparently look great and then you die because you're all flushed with the disease. I know how do you know that? It's it's a very popular thing that happens in novels from the 19th century. Uh-huh. Like what novel did you read where someone died from consumption? Oh, I would have to think of a lot. Oh, you know what? There's one and it's from the 20th century. It's um uh Winter's Tale by Mark Helprin. Uh, uh, one of the main characters dies of consumption, and she looks just fantastic right before she kicks. Really, and then on one just, winter's day, yeah. Oh, I thought it was because your dad was a doctor that that was why you knew. Like no, he, no, he no. Would come it's because my mom was a romance novelist. Oh. <laughs> Boy, you got all your bases covered. Uh, absolutely, the sum yeah. total of human knowledge. You know what I like about this? It's that so many podcasts have a theme. Or a subject that they look into on any given episode, and it really seems like we don't bother with that no, today. That's not us. Yeah, that we're requires just the, kind of all the, over the, the map. No, I'm not. All, this is not all over the map. Well, we've covered we doctors about, and and um, these are things we said right t-shirts. in the introduction. What did you say? Things that you you know, uh, the field guide to life. Those are that's things right. you need to know about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that does create a nice big category for us to put everything else into. Well, yeah. All right. Um, you know, Paula. To change the subject yet again, I know you're always thinking about the environment. I am always thinking about the environment. Well, to kick off 2019, we wanted to get advice about things that we can do every day to save the planet. Yes. And so... Because if we don't majorly change our way, bigly change our way... Change our way bigly. By 2030... Right. uh, We're toast. Really? That's what the scientists say. Well, we'll we, we can find that out in just a moment. Thank we goodness. We have a scientist here. Please welcome volcanologist and founder of the environmental nonprofit Blueprint Earth, Jess Phoenix. Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh my Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally, and everybody just piles on it, and it it's comfy, and yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. 
plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress batch in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress with my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. And I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. Hey, Paula, you know, every once in a while we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of a midsummer night's dream okay and i played i played peter quince there there's the connection one of the mechanicals that's a great connection also yes has nothing to do with this which is that um quince is an online clothing store and as you know paula i've uh, i've lost a little weight lately oh right 75 pounds yeah so i literally have no clothes that are in my size until i just ordered some stuff at quince and i figured like here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself a whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got yes. the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got oh. the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. And these are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered 
the brushed lounge jogger. Ooh. And, you know, I put them on when I came back from New York. I pulled them on and I, I swear to you, okay, this is not scientific because I was tired already. Right. But they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable that honestly, like right as I got them up to my waist, I I, I think my eyes closed. They're so, it's a softness. It's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that too. Like so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they're European. Keep that in mind. They're oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kind of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, 14 karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. When sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing, they cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. Nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't <laughs> think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They man. cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway, use our code. Oh, and thank you, House Band Longo, too. <laughs> Oh, no, Paula, I know you've been doing a, a lot to fight climate change in your life, despite our government. Um, uh, you're just trying to do it solo. Yeah, I'm doing my... I, I have a bad feeling that I'm just chipping away at the edges. It might be. That you're, I'm you're, not you're, really taking a bulldozer to the whole problem. You might not be. Yeah. You might not, but we can find out. Jess, welcome. Thank you. What can we do in our own homes to preserve this here planet? Oh, God. There's a lot of things. Oh, um, but uh, obviously, you've probably heard most of them before. This shouldn't be earth shattering like, oh, my God, I've never heard that. And you'd know from uh, earth shattering. Exactly. Yeah, volcanoes, earthquakes, you know, that's usually what I deal with. But um, hopefully this will not be that revelatory. This should just be like, OK, a change reminder. your light bulbs, change your light bulbs, change your light make bulbs. them go to the LED light bulbs that are energy I love efficient. the LED light bulbs. I just mm -hmm. went on a tweet storm about them. I'm, I'm crazy about them. Are you serious? I'm I'm I serious. really missed that on your Twitter. I need to go look at that. I did it, um, I did it last night. I was it was late. I couldn't sleep. I don't think I, I think the last tweet storm I did was like angry about, you know, the environment. So I right. guess it's related. We have similar yeah. tweet yeah. storms. Well, the new, yeah. the new bulbs are great. And, <laughs> and if you remember, Congresswoman Michelle Bachman tried to run for president <sighs> on a platform that she was going to protect us from the new, more energy-efficient light bulb. No, I forgot all about that. It's I, true. I tried to forget about her. Right. <laughs> I can't. I can't. She was running for president on the, I'm going to save you from these brighter, more efficient, less hot light bulbs. I know, nice light bulbs, right? Yeah, if that's exactly. what we're dealing with, then we could be doing a lot worse. Um, right. That's one. Uh, another thing is winterize and um, basically summarize your home. Essentially, insulate better. Um, if you own your house, uh, it's 
much easier to do. If you don't own your house, you may have to ask your landlord. But uh, making sure that your home is heating and cooling in a more efficient way, um, that is a big one. Okay. So, uh, and then, of course, um, unplug the devices. I, I read a statistic, and there's an average of like 60 devices in an, in an American household that are plugged in, but not actively being used during the right. day. Oh. So, like, if you have a Roomba or something, you could unplug that when it's not running, once it's charged. Uh Oh. And that actually saves that vampire trickle of energy. But what so. about all those so-called Energy Star appliances, of those which I great. have several? Yeah, and they do those been... not drain. What are those? They still they still drain, but not as much. So What's it's like Energy Star. Yeah. Uh, the, the the larger appliances, which include TVs and 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 um, you know household appliances like fridges, fridges and yeah. stuff, They'll now have, have a rating called Energy Star. You know, that's been around since 1987. So, so it shouldn't be news. I don't right. know. Uh, so a baby born uh, the same year as Energy Star. Yeah. Is, yeah. Oh, I God. They're, in the, they're over 30. It's now 30, yeah. <laughs> but they've been made, they made a big difference. And all of them have a rating. So like if you go and you're comparing like washers or something, you can see what the Energy Star rating is and say like, this one's more energy efficient. I guess I'll pay the extra 50 bucks. All right. I had no yeah. idea. You didn't know about Energy Star? No, I really didn't. Oh. So uh, Wow, it's on basically every appliance in every store has an Energy Star rating yeah. on it. Well, there's California. all sorts of little print on all the appliances. <laughs> no, but this is kind of a big logo. It's like a sticker. Yeah, yeah it's is like it? a big uh, yellow sticker. Yellow and blue, I think. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, look for that. So oh. hopefully I've done so my duty, if Paula right? Paula does all that. <laughs> That helps. Does that save the planet? It helps. And if a lot of really? people were to do that, it would make a big difference. Another thing, and I always get, I, I've realized the surest way to piss off everyone on Twitter is to say, eat less meat. So There you go. Yep. I don't yep. eat meat. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, neither. So. Um, <laughs> but now, I'll have okay, yours. Explain, <laughs> because a lot of people say that doesn't make a difference. Why would that make a difference? What's um, happening in the Who in says the it ecosystem? doesn't make a difference? Those people are truly uninformed. Yeah. 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 I don't know anybody who says that, just so you know. Do yeah, you, there, there are. There are. Trust, okay. Just seriously, literally just post online. I'm eating less meat to save the planet or because I love animals or whatever for dietary reasons. Yeah. You will, no, get, people you will get, get jumped on, like yeah. dogpiled. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I see that. But. Yeah, but it's because, well, the thing is, to produce a pound of beef, it costs exponentially more water cost um, right. and energy cost uh, to, than it does to produce, say, a pound of soy um, or, you know, name a vegetable. So, and that's without soy. even washing the cow. Yeah. Right. If you or educating them. the cow. Yeah, mm -hmm. right, exactly. Right, that's that, yeah. the, the whole school Process, or if you, you want them to, to drink, for... you know, cows like to drink every now and then. Uh, so some of them... yeah, they like to be hydrated. So so all right. So that so there's the water that goes into um, watering what the grass that they're going to eat, mm -hmm. and then what? Yeah, and the, the drinking. The cow, cows have they don't have a drinking problem, but they do consume a lot of they water. Do, yeah, I didn't know they drink. I mean, a lot like of water. My I've horses, never seen a cow drinking. Well, you, you on don't average, spend a lot of time with cows, <laughs> do you? Well, no, but I am driven all over the country, and I drive by fields of cows. Did you see the six foot eight cow that was going around the internet like two weeks ago? Yeah, cow's six foot eight. He's huge. He must drink like a hundred gallons a day. I never yeah. saw. I've never seen a cow drinking because they're the ones bending down. They're the ones you don't notice. They're in any given field. They're of lowing cows. in the field. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They're low. You see them lowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because the lowing ones are attracting your attention by lowing. Yeah. Whereas the drinking ones are not attracting your attention because they're turned away from you enjoying their water. It's a distraction oh. technique. They don't So they want turn you to away know. to drink? They're very private. They're, they're, with their hide, water they're hiding it <laughs> from me? <laughs> they're very shy. Because they're about worried the that I'm going to come by and go, can I have a sip? Yeah. Or they're worried that, that's, <laughs> they're that, that you know, mm. some farmer's going to be like, say. That cow is costing us a fortune in water. <laughs> I should plant soybeans. All right. See, I vaguely suspected that to be the case. Um, so uh, not eating meat saves water and mm -hmm. therefore helps the environment. 
Yep. And then that's the thing is like, that's a simple change. People don't have to eliminate meat from their diet, but if they just eat a little less, if they say, you know what, I think I've eaten meat at every meal today, maybe I won't have meat tomorrow. Then you're, you're reducing the demand, which will reduce the burden on the energy grid and on our food supply and water supply grid. Now you sound very positive about this stuff. Mm -hmm. Whereas a lot of scientists have in their considered opinion, um, we are in a position which many scientists call fucked. Yeah, well, I, I've, I've said that, too. That's the thing is here's we actually have it's right. sort of a you get a double edged sword here. Right. So you can do nothing and run around screaming about how we're all going to die. I do that. Or you can actually try to fix the problem. And we're still going to have some serious repercussions, but we can stop this from going off the edge of the cliff. And that's what we're trying to do now. Right. Because then we can use technology and innovation and uh, and help things. Uh, we can help adapt. Okay. So, yeah. You know, every now and then, I remember years ago, uh, my daughter was in the hospital for a little while, and I would dutifully, you know, when I drank- a veterinary a, hospital uh, or a regular uh, hospital? She was in a regular hospital. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, because I didn't take her to the vet enough. Right. Uh, preventatively. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, I would, while I was staying with her, I would put, uh, you know, like my soda cans- in a bag so that I could take them home and recycle them. And meanwhile, you know, the medical in the hospital, they don't recycle hmm. just everything. Like, like Thomas, he had an infection one time and I had to, I had to wear a paper gown oh, yeah. uh, and a mask and gloves every time I came and went from the room and they didn't let you use the bathroom in the room. So I had to go down the hall. And I drink a lot of soda. My point being that but my... But there's a medical reason for not reusing yeah. oh, no, gowns in the infectious ward. You no, don't want I don't, anyone getting the plague. I don't, <laughs> I don't despite that notion, but it's just that it feels Dispute, like yeah. while I tear the windows out of envelopes, maybe there's a bigger thing happening that it just feels like I'm shooting with a pea shooter. Yeah, and I mean, that, that feeling can really get you down. I mean... Trust me, I see it every day. I read the reports and I'm like, oh, God, we're all going to die. But we are all going to die. So, you know, take comfort in the fact well, that we can, we can prevent right. other people I see from how dying. You turn that around. Yeah. You just kind of say, okay, it's yeah. inevitable. But in the meantime, we can prevent the next generations from basically wading through piles of our feces, uh, so to speak, both right. literally and, and I figuratively. I always flush those. That's, so. Okay. Well, oh, really? Yeah. That's, yeah. What about yeah. when you're there's, camping? There's the water. I don't camp. Oh. <laughs> well, all right then. <laughs> no, wait a minute. No, you also have this area of expertise of Volcanologist, is that? Yes. Yeah, volcanologist, you got it. But it often gets confused with like live long and prosper volcanology. I, it does I, sound like that. Yeah, yeah, I love Trek, but I, I do not study Mr. Spock, so well, it's different. Similar derivations, aren't they? Mm -hmm. So what yeah. do you do? I mean, your parents must have been so happy when you said you were going to be a volcanologist. They um, were both FBI agents, so they didn't have any room to talk. Wow! Yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, oh my god! I'm like, if you're wearing bulletproof vests to work, your kids can do whatever the hell they want. Right. I mean, it's just, that's it. Like, mm -hmm. well, no, my point is that do you make a lot of money as a volcanologist? Oh, God, no. Uh, and and yeah. I end up volunteering my time quite a bit, too, because if I'm like, oh, this is really important. We got to go research it. Oh, let me go help my friend who's sick grant money that everyone, you know, that's the new climate change denier thing is to say scientists are only in it for the grant money. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I get so much grant money that I actually go and, and lose money helping my friends do research because they didn't have the budget. To, wow. uh, so you know. what kind of research would you go do? Well, I've done a lot of the climate work that way, but um, I often get t asked to go these days do shows for like Science Channel and Discovery Channel explaining you do how shows we... for this yeah. for Science Channel and Discovery Channel yeah. explaining um, talking about volcanoes. Now, are there new volcanoes? Do they 
Well, yes, you can get new ones. Usually those are the undersea ones. And actually, um, there are volcanoes that we cause. There's a mud volcano that was um, human-caused. So, was that a fracking thing? Or yeah, a... yeah. Oh, it was? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that's the thing, is like there's volcanoes on other planets. Um, right. And, you know, volcanoes are... Okay, f- over 500 million people around the world live in the shadow of active volcanoes. How that's many? A lot, over 500 million. Half wow. a billion people. Do we here wow. in Los Angeles? Not in L.A., but okay. we do have, depending on how you what count them. What about people them, in, like, uh, in the valley? Uh, no, no. In, in the valley. We are in the valley. No, yeah, <laughs> but Inland I mean, Empire. Yeah, yeah. There are mud volcanoes down by the Salton Sea uh, near Anza Borrego. So, like, there are some there. And then California has, depending what on how you What set count, off a mud volcano? Uh, basically geothermal activity. And they're not very oh. big. They're about like the Which one is the same as another volcano. Yeah, it's, oh, is it? Yeah, it's just, no. it's just it's Pressure. not magma coming out. It's the mud it's is mud. being heated. Hot mud yeah. and water and gas. No. Volcanoes have gas problems. Yeah. Maalox. So. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Um, um, so here, here's a question. Might a volcano bail us out of this global uh, warming thing? So, because if there's a big yeah. eruption, I've always heard that, like a big eruption or a nuclear winter. What do you mean could... you've always heard? Now, who did you hear that from? <laughs> this woman came yeah. up to me at the train <laughs> the station, <airport>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, oh, and, and she was like, "You've always heard, Mr. President." <laughs> she's <laughs> sobbing. Thank you so much for all yeah. you've done. Yeah. Um, and she, she, her, her niece was a volcano who was about to erupt. And yeah. Yeah. I'm just somehow I'm Could not buying her back. No, 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 right. Something what I learned is that is what that is something you learned. Where did what's your source? I did go to college. You talked about this in college. Uh, what I, class did I you take? I don't remember. You I, were I at, don't remember. I don't have to cite footnotes for everything I know. Especially since we have an expert here who's backing me up. That I'm <laughs> wait, telling wait, wait. I haven't, I haven't yeah. answered yet. Yeah, right. <laughs> back me up. Yeah. Okay. So what was it? What was it that a volcano could? Solve the problem bail us out of, the of climate change of problem. Climate change. So probably an eruption would cover us in the cloud. Okay, mm, let me tell you. So um, the, one of the other things that you hear a lot from climate change deniers, especially when they find out what I study, um, is they're like, "Oh, well, volcanoes produce so much CO 2 and I'm like, "Yes, but they also produce." Acid gases, hydrogen sulfide and sulfur dioxide. I've Those, said this so many times I know, right? myself. I know. Like <laughs> these and are I never the normal. You, so I owe you yeah. an apology. Yeah. yeah. No, Anytime you talk acid gases, Paula is your go-to. Yeah. Um, right. Huh? Why not? Exactly. This is like <laughs> I, I, you know. I feel like your voice is coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. You well, know. Certainly not coming out of hers that much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Go go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. So while well, CO two has yeah. a net warming effect. Um, the, the sulfuric gases, the acid gases, have a net cooling effect. So when people talk about the eruption of, like, Krakatau or um, when they talk about any of the real big ones that yeah. we've heard about um, that have killed a lot of people or you right. know, caused a, quote, unquote, winter, um, really what it does is it has a cooling effect for, like, a year, maybe two. Right. Uh, but that's it. And the all the volcanoes in the world, people say, oh, they put out more CO2 than all of the humans. No, they don't. Yeah, they I, put never, out, I never bought that. Yeah, no, it's, it's crap. No, so they, that's... Oh, that's crazy when people talk like that. Yeah. And there, what do you they get say? That, that they put out more, more CO2 than people? Yep. And it's actually, it's less than 1%. <laughs> yep. But no, you, you, they don't say it to me. No. That's, they, say, uh, they know not to say it right yeah, they're now. They're not going to say it to They say something like that to me, and I show them the door. Yep. Like, you can take your ideas about volcanoes putting out more CO2 than people and just take it out on the street. So every time I got an idiot yelling at me online, I'm just going to be like, please see Paula Poundstone. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll handle uh, that. Yeah. Okay. That's right. the same way. milk as, as, as Ronald Reagan's tree pollution. Oh, are, God. Right? Yeah. All right, wait. So, so wait. So the idea is that they put out the CO2 and this, well, but it only causes this winter for like two years. Yeah, it's the acid gases in there that, that can cause a cooling because they basically put particles in the atmosphere and those insulate the planet, right? right? So it essentially prevents the sun's rays from warming the earth like they would normally. Mm-hmm. So it's, 
you know, it's like putting like a car sh- a shade up in your car when yeah. you want to keep the Why sun out of it. Why don't we do that? People well, are talking well, about that. Know, People are talking about one that. One nice, moderately sized nuclear war, and we've got this all covered. <laughs> Oh, because yeah. the, because that's why they call it nuclear winter because the giant cloud mm. that would cover the entire Earth. Would oh, but the problem is, the problem is, it, it's, it, like it's not going to free, but it's not going to stick around. And but our pollution oh, is, you know, yeah. unless we drastically cut back the amount of pollutants we're emitting, like it's not going to happen. Stop burning fossil fuels. Stop driving. Stop flying. You know, et cetera, et cetera. So, well, let's talk about something vaguely happier because I'm, I'm I bet you. What do you know mean? About you mean this, this is death nothing of the but planet? happy? No, I mean, we right. just found out that we can put a tent over everything. Well, yeah, but we can't. Really, this Look, is going to be huge in the umbrella business. You're right, the umbrella business. Invest <laughs> in umbrellas. Invest That's in what big I umbrella say. Right now, go big, big umbrella. umbrella. How about um, plastic Texas? Mm, now, there's some good yes. news on that front, right? Well, recently I heard that the project that that, that got all the high profile attention is not working out, which oh, is what the not. scientists were like. No, so the ocean some bad cleanup news project. On that front. Well, the ocean cleanup project. A lot of scientists had said this isn't going to work, which is it's a big one that wasn't went it out a past kid thought of it or something. I think I think it this was, was like the a one, pool yeah. with a pool noodle. Kind of, they were like and raking the ocean yeah. with a pool noodle. Yes, they're yeah. trying to clean up the giant Pacific garbage. Yeah. Pacific thing. garbage, whatever. I've forgotten the name of it now. The, well, but it's all, it's the, the garbage pile that's in the middle of the ocean. And right. it is like the size of Texas. It's, it's huge. Bigger. Yeah. Yeah. It's scarily yeah. big. And, um, but that's the thing is uh, it's not working. And scientists had said, and engineers, but they just it. Uh huh. And it's not working. And, and that's the thing. All the scientists I know are going, yeah, we told you this wasn't going to work. Oh. And it kills a lot of sea life too. So, oh, yeah. that's not good. There are viable but they, solutions. But it was a kid who came up with it and they didn't, a, they know, didn't want to break his little heart. Yeah. But now the little <laughs> bastard has cost us a planet. So said, so, oh, know. don't. No, yeah. he's going to get hate yeah. mail. Don't do that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, this is, this is from that documentary, Why Can't Johnny Clean Up the Ocean? Right. <laughs> if, if, if our schools were better, that kid would have come up with a more workable solution. Yeah, I thought it was because exactly. Old Yeller died or something. Cool. Isn't that why all kids So died. wasn't yeah. it a kid that thought of the idea? I think it was some, yeah, some young person. It's, oh, they're dangerous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I say this, and I actually do want young people to be scientists, but when the scientists who know what they're doing say it's not going to work, maybe listen. Just, just right. a pro tip. No, no he was a headstrong good. kid. <laughs> there was they just, just raised a lot of money. And his, and his parents were, uh, were just indulgent. They yes. said, "Honey, you want to clean up the ocean? We're gonna you go clean up the yeah, ocean. Yeah, we're gonna let you." When scientists though, objected, they were like, all... uh, <laughs> "Billy wants to clean the ocean." Don't crush all, his dreams. All the scientists <laughs> said no, but that's not right. That's not good emotionally for Johnny. No, no. But I mean, that's the thing is, we're we're trying. People are trying. Yeah. He's not the only one. I'm a lot of people are trying, and and the, there just is limited money for conservation efforts. So it's important that we do listen to the experts when we deploy them because we want to make sure the dollars get used in the best way possible. things that might work Mm -hmm. as opposed to things that definitely will not work. What if we take the wall, the part of it that's already been built? That Mexico paid for? Right. Right. And we put like a floaty device on each end of it. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then we deploy that into the ocean. Okay, here's a problem right, right now that I can see with that. Yeah. It would have to be a super big floaty device to yeah. to keep a to keep a stone or brick wall from sinking into the ocean. Go big or go home, Adam. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm just. He's not yeah. letting physics. You know, you, you don't yeah. want physics to stop no. you. He no. wants big it to. Big This sounds almost big exactly like things. that kid's idea, but with a heavier object. So, what will make a volcano just happen? Like, does it happen like acne just before picture day? Mm. <laughs> I, I no. It's actually slightly better than that because, man, I, I'm like in my late 30s. I still get zits. It's hellish. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Um, well, so does but, Earth. 
Mm, yes. And but, older than 30. But usually you can find volcanoes where the crust is thin for whatever reason because it's been pulled apart or, or because... in New York City as opposed to Chicago. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Important distinction. You like pizza. Mm-hmm. We can be friends. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and then uh, areas where the Earth's tectonic plates are colliding into each other and one is going beneath the other, which uh-huh. is what you see on the coast of South America. There's a lot of volcanoes, a lot of earthquakes there. You see it around um, uh, Japan, that whole area, the You're Ring of Fire. You're describing the Pacific Rim. I am, which is an area of plate tectonics and <laughs> volcanoes. The two and things are connected. Fine, fine motion picture that Paula yeah. for some reason didn't enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, well, then again, it, people always are like, "Oh, volcano movies," you know. And I'm like, "Oh, please," because the science. Are there any is... good volcano movies? Um. Well, okay. As Paula? far as w- wait, I'm eating a Dorito. Okay. You eat a Dorito. Is it going to sound Let like a volcanic answer. eruption? Yeah. yeah. That actually sounds really good. <laughs> you can have one. <laughs> First answer First, yes. Um, so my, my favorite of the ones that most people will have seen will be Dante's Peak. It is one of the least egregiously bad uh, in terms of science. Never heard um, of it. Really? Who's in it? Pierce Brosnan. Huh. He's like it's like he's the sexy volcanologist. It's like that's who when people say, "Oh, so you do what Pierce Brosnan does?" I'm like, "Sure, you go with that." I'm okay. just like Pierce Brosnan. Sure, it's our Indiana Jones in a way. Um, huh. You know, it's similar. So Dante's Peak is not bad. Joe versus the volcano. Not the most scientific. And the movie okay. Volcano with Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, dear Lord. The La Brea Tar Pits will never erupt. So all Is that people... what happens in the Tommy Lee Jones Oh, yeah. Movie? And then they try to stop flowing lava with a bus and some Jersey barricades. And it oh, works. Oh, you could do that, can't oh, you? Oh, no, no, no. No? Lava will eat your bus and your Jersey barricades. Really? Oh. What's it made of? Um, molten rock. It's but made. it's over 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. So mm. lava wins. Yeah, it's so like it's in rock paper. Right? Well, in rock paper scissors, if your rock is lava, you've automatically won. Right. Like, yeah. Because yeah. you will destroy paper and scissors. Uh, you'll destroy everything in the room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I yep. know what I'm doing next time I play my son. All right. Well, thank you, Jess Phoenix, for bringing the Paris Climate Accord into our own home. <laughs> Paula, what advice can you give our listeners about how they can help save the planet or what they should do in the event of a volcanic eruption? <laughs> okay. Longo, I would like to summarize the information that we've received here today. Uh, Thank you. Some excellent background music. Producing meat is bad for the environment. It takes a lot of water to grow their grass. They also drink a lot of water behind your back. (laughs) Check the Energy Star rating when you purchase appliances. It's on a big sticker. You can't miss it. And unplug your electronic stuff that you're not using. Although in my case, that can be a waste of gas when the repairman comes and it turns out the television just wasn't plugged in. Volcanic eruptions do not produce more CO2 than humans. So just stop saying it. Jess Phoenix is a volcanologist and founder of Blueprint Earth. To find out more about Jess and her work, visit VolcanoJess.com. Jess, thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Pun intended. Thank you very much. The Cat of the Week is Magwai from Portland, Oregon. Thank you, Houseband. Long go to <laughs> now, Paula. Um, you and I are, are are both not only Monopoly enthusiasts, but yes. we're Monopoly purists. Oh yes, the game. I... We love the game Monopoly. And over the holiday, I know that you purchased, as you often do, a ton of Monopoly boards. I, I give away Monopoly at, at Christmas time because it is a great game. Right. Uh, and, and were I, you buying I, them just for friends, or were you? Ah. Uh... Uh, uh, what? Yeah, just gifts. You gifts. Gifts. Great gift. Uh, it's iconic. I don't know. It, it doesn't ever get old 
for me. Uh, when I was in the junior high, my best friend was uh, Foster Stroop, who lived next door. Foster Stroop. Foster Stroop. And we went through a phase where like we his played. Sounds like name for pastry or something. No, it was my neighbor. And we went through a phase where we played Monopoly like every day after school. But then when one of us would be called to go home, we would write down where we were in the game. Like how much money you had? So every, we wrote everything down, what, what properties you had, where you were on the board, whose turn it was, how much money you had, and, and so that we could take up from the same place the following day. Why couldn't you just put the stuff you had in somewhere like in, in little baggies or something? You know, uh, Foster and I didn't have our own home. Uh, we lived with our families. Oh, so you're, you're, the rest of your family might be playing Monopoly in they the interim. Didn't, they didn't want our stuff all over, and so, yeah, so we, all, we, we had to okay. put it away. Okay, I'm, not, I'm no longer going to question your method of, of preserving the game with Foster Stroop. I'm going to let that go. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah. Okay. I, I, looking back, I realize it was an extravagant amount of time to write it all down. It does seem but like it, that. That's we why were, I had We the, were the, in the, middle the, school, the, the and it made, all, bag solution. it made all the sense in the world to me at the time. Okay. <laughs> I think Foster Stroop just didn't want to go home. Uh, no, I think she was happy to go home. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, now, I know that you, you also, you as we've learned recently, you hold the record for losing at Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. That's correct. Yes. Are you as good at losing at Monopoly? I'm a pretty big loser at Monopoly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably yeah, don't hold I, a record. Yeah. I, you know, not everyone plays the same. Like when I took out the instructions to teach my kids the game, I realized yeah. that some of the things that I had thought were rules were not rules. Like when I was growing up, um, there was a rule when we played that my brother, um, who would be the banker, could take $500 bills out of the bank when we weren't looking and that was okay. That was okay. Yeah, that was a. Uh, that's yeah. That's, yeah, that's almost that's, definitely not in the rules. Yeah. Well, let's find out. Well, we're about to find out because to tell us how you can turn your luck around in Monopoly, Paula, and crush your opponents, we have get this: the number three ranking Monopoly player in the United States of America, and author of the book Monopoly Strategy: How to Win the World's Most Popular Board Game. Please give an Uncle Pennybags welcome <laughs> to Ken Corey. <laughs> Now, now, Ken, um, I know that you have played a lot of Monopoly games. You're no newbie at this. Yes. What are the mo the must-have properties if you want to win? Well, uh, you want the most landed on properties. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you, what do you think is the best property to own on the board? The best property, the best single property? The best color group. Uh, uh, the blues at the end. Boardwalk and Park Place. No, they're among the worst. Right. Wait a minute. The, and you actually knew that because we talked about that pre-show. You it's were the setting Ken up. I'm, no, I still firmly believe. Can I, I, we're going to have to have a showdown at one point or no, another. But, I mean, <laughs> but, but you won't you in a minute. You land, you land on that boardwalk and it wipes you out it when does, you have to you pay that rent. It does, but you don't land on it a lot, as I believe Ken's point. The very best properties on the board, by far... Are the oranges the, the oranges? oranges. What do you yes. mean? Oh, like St. James, James, New York, and yes. Tennessee. Why? Yes. Well, several reasons. Boardwalk and Park Place. There are only two properties, not three. True enough. So they're yeah. not landed on as much. Well, yeah. Paula, two is less than three. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. There's the Hold go on. to jail. Let's go to the abacus. <laughs> Before we move ahead, let's go to the big board. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go with your say-so, but Paula's going to trust but yeah. verify oh, later. Oh, that's just one reason. There are many reasons. Yeah. Oh, well, what are the other reasons? I, I bet that go to jail thing is part the of it. The go to jail square catches a percentage of people rounding that corner. 
So that side of the board is not hit very often. So that wait, so the go to jail one is where it's just at. Where, I forget where that square is. It's just before <laughs> the Boardwalk and Park Place. Well, it's just before the Green Monopoly, the Greens. Isn't it? The Greens are between boardwalk the Boardwalk and Park. Oh right, park okay, place. yeah, yeah. So yeah. that cuts down the number of times the blue and greens are landed on. Wow, I never even thought and of that. And it must increase the number of times that the purple and, uh, and, and, oranges. and oranges are landed on because you're coming out of jail. Jail is the most landed on square on the board. Boy, so that the, is so there are America. There three ways to go to jail. You can land on jail just rolling the dice. Yeah. You can hit the go to jail square and be sent to jail. Right. Yeah. Plus, there are two cards, the cards. in the Chance Community Chest that send you to jail. Yeah. Plus, yeah. you can go to jail by rolling three doubles in a row. And none of this is even mentioning drinking. Right. Yes. <laughs> there are more. <laughs> There's there are plenty other- of ways to go to <laughs> jail. Don't get us started. <laughs> There's a card that's wow. advanced to St. Charles Place. That yes. puts you one oh, row away from wow. the oranges. Oh How could God. I have played with Foster's Troop afternoon after afternoon and, and you were never angling thought for of Boardwalk any of this? And park place. Oh, I dreamt of Boardwalk and Park Place. There's an advance in the nearest utilities card that two out of three times sends you to Electric Company, one roll away from the oranges. This is almost cheating. Oh, oh, and there's wow. also a take a ride on the on the railroad. The, which railroad is close to those properties? Take it's a ride on railroad. Pennsylvania. Oh, is Pennsylvania. It? Yeah. Right. Uh, there's also a Go Back Three Spaces card that one out of three times puts you on New York Avenue. Oh, because there's wow. that chance right in yes. the middle of the red properties. Yes. Just past free parking. Yes. I'm visualizing a board, Paula. I'm wow, visualizing yeah. I can see it's in your memory yeah. palace. So for all these reasons, the oranges are hit so often. In fact, they're hit so often that if you get the oranges, that almost alone will win you the game. So oh when my you're gosh, playing, this is like a zip some, code determining your future. It, it is like the zip code determining your future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so if you're playing, do you, will you, and, and you're playing with people who don't know this about the orange properties, yeah. will you what make what seems like extravagant offers to oh, get those orange properties? The, the greatest offer you can do is you can say, I'll give you the greens if you give me the oranges. Because you're getting the better property, I want you to throw in a thousand dollars. Oh, Jesus! You just rub their faces. Yeah, in you're it. just playing with their ignorance, aren't yes. you? Yes. Wow. wow. Now let me explain <laughs> about the greens and the oranges. Yeah. The maximum rents on the greens yeah. are fourteen hundred, twelve seventy-five, and twelve seventy-five. I think that's with the with the hotels. Yes. Okay. On the oranges, the maximum rents are a thousand nine fifty and nine fifty. That's not that much less. It's not that much less. The houses cost half of what they cost on the greens. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I'm, you know what? I'm taking this like from Monopoly into my life and realizing how wrong I do everything. Really? <laughs> how is this applying to your life right now? I, I don't know. Like, I never think about these sorts of things in well, any area. I don't see what other areas like I, of your life. Okay, here's one. The greens I just and- pay shitloads of rent. Okay. I just pay tons and tons of rent. My, my, for your house. My, you know what? I was helping the environment for at least a month recently because the furnace just plain didn't work in right. my house. Okay. And every time my landlord sent her nephew to repair it, he didn't know how. Okay. And so over and over again, I, I just, you how know. How is this related to what Ken is talking about? I should have bought St. James Place. <laughs> Because of a better landlord? Well, you will from now on. I absolutely will from now on. Okay. Let me tell you a little bit more about the the greens and the oranges. Yeah, okay. Um, 
it costs three thousand dollars to build hotels on the greens. Yeah, three thousand dollars to build oh, hotels oh. on the oranges. Yeah. costs fifteen hundred. Oh my God, it's such a better investment. If you give somebody the greens and get a thousand dollars from him, they're yeah. buying your hotels for that you. is going to slow his building. Oh, he'll never make it to hotels. Wow. Wow. You will wow. go to hotels very quickly. Oh my gosh. All right, let's uh let's let's take it. I want to get to one this more question. thing. Okay. One more thing. Yeah. Okay. He will never figure it out. Well, not He'll unless think he it's listens a freak. to nobody listens to Paula Pounce. Yeah. <laughs> he'll just <laughs> think that you're like a loser idiot who doesn't know what you're doing. Like well, he'll got think that it's, guy, got the green. What you have to do as the owner yeah. of the oranges, yeah. you have to act surprised that you won. Oh. oh yeah. Oh, I thought you would win with the greens. I'm sorry. I yeah. don't know what oh, happened. Yeah. So that's, never win with that's how you re-victimize people, in the right? Next they'll play game, you again. He'll, trade, he'll do yeah, the same geez, trade. Geez. Ken seems so surprised yes. when yes. he kicked our ass over yeah, and over yeah, again. <laughs> he is the most surprised winner I've ever played a thousand times in a row with. Yeah, yeah I, I just, think eventually people are going to even. You can't be that good, actor. Eventually, people are going to realize <laughs> what they're doing, right? Well, yeah. eventually, but yeah. there are so many other things you can do, especially uh-huh. when you find more and more reasons for them to go to jail. Uh, yes. You're using those those folk rules. Oh, uh, you rolled a number three. Go to jail. When I was younger, I used to carry <laughs> the rules with me. Because, because people would put the 500 in the middle, yes. right? And... Oh, I want to tell you about that in a minute. Okay. But, people... but I want you to tell us about your piece in a minute. Oh, okay, I will. Okay. And that's when you not go to somebody's metaphor. house, yeah. they've yeah. got an old family game. They've probably lost the rules. Wow. So you have rules You're, in your pocket. You've got to be a Republican. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not. Not even close. But you carry the, You just carry the rules with carry you. Carry the rules with you. That's it. I carry a little book of the Constitution in the, let, uh, let in me, the front let, let me pocket tell you of my one jacket. Thing. Before you yeah. go on, I want to tell you one thing. Yeah. This is the most important thing I want to get across. Okay. okay. Um, people will not play Monopoly with you because they think it lasts hours and hours and hours. Yeah, not, not when they play with you. <laughs> well, you don't have to play with me. You just have to play by the rules. Yeah. Most people put $500 in the middle of the board. That extends the game because anybody could win. If you land on free parking, you get it. Right. Some people pay everything into the middle of the board. I hate that thing. What do you mean, pay everything into the like every time If you, you have you to pay the bank $100, or, they'll yeah. put it in the middle. I think we used to do that, yeah. yeah what the it does reason, means that people will win The money. reason you can't do that, yeah. to win the game, you have to bankrupt three people. Yeah. Right. If they have an unlimited supply of money, Trump talking they to his never, kids right now. They never get bankrupt. Right, they always have a pile of money. So the game the lasts the for days and days. Wow, yeah. The an average game monopoly played by the rules even among amateurs should not last more than an hour and a half. Wow. wow. There's another way to shorten the game too, which is don't allow anybody to use the bathroom. That's a good one, too. Yeah, they'll eventually yeah. give you their eventually property. Eventually, they'll just hand yeah, over. Like, absolutely. I'll pay you. In fact, I'll give you 500 unlike, unlike bucks. Risk, by the way. You play Risk, you're going to be in it for the long haul. Yeah. Right? Yes. In fact, when you go to Monopoly tournaments that I go to a lot, there's a time limit on the game of an hour and a half for each game, and you generally play three games in a tournament. Right. Um, most of those games are done before the hour and a half is up. Fantastic. But doesn't everybody at the competitions know the to get the orange? No, no, no. Is there, no. Does it turn into like knife fights the and professional stuff? Professional players know that. Do, are there there are there people who just throw the dice really hard and like take a player out? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> that's that. Paula's trying to come up with tournament strategies now, and that's a, yeah, yeah. Some, if everybody knows about the oranges, then what? You, then how? Now you have a diabolical strategy, and I want to get to it right now. Your yes. favorite piece is the iron. Is and the you, iron. You brought us a custom-made iron to show us, and I, I just think this is wonderfully diabolical. Well, it's diabolical. not custom-made. 
it's a, it's a standard iron from the game Monopoly. Right. Yes. And I've painted it the color of the Monopoly board. You painted it this powder blue color that is the color of the Monopoly board. Yes, now, he did. tell everyone. Now, why is that not cheating your ass off, Ken? Well, some people think it is. <laughs> I, f- I feel that it... it I've it, had this kicked of out of tournaments it, because of that. I would oh, think yeah? so. It's definitely Ken playing around the edges of ethics. Yes. Some people say so that. Some what people is it don't. about this, this, this Why not just poke your opponent in the special. eye well, and then they can't... <laughs> See, <laughs> first of all, the iron is the smallest piece. Yeah, the iron is so not the smallest seen piece. as easily. Uh huh. Right. And when it's painted the color of the board, it's almost hidden. Right. Right. Yeah. And if they don't ask for rent, by the time the second person rolls, they don't get rent. Right. Oh, so you're sneaking by without paying I'm rent. Se- Which, by the way, Paula, if you painted yourself the color of your house. Maybe yeah. you too could get away with this. Yeah, that's exactly. I say to my landlord a lot of times, I say, you know what? She'll go, you didn't pay the rent. And I go, you know what? I already rolled. Oh, yeah. How's <laughs> yeah. that work yeah. for you? I go, you don't, you don't, you don't get paid because I already rolled. In fact, I showed this uh, piece to uh, Matt McNally, who's a former U.S. champion. Uh-huh. And he thought it was a great idea. And then I go to now a tournament. Now he's cheating too? No, no. I go to a tournament and Matt is at my table. I pull this out and he goes, oh, no. Oh, no, he calls over the judge. He can't use that. Right. And he got it kicked out of the game. Oh, wow. wow. Not you kicked out of the game. The piece kicked the out piece of the game. The piece got out. kicked out so of what, the game. So did you have another iron with you? Did Then you had to use like a real live iron? No, I, I, I try to get the <laughs> iron your, from the regular Monopoly board because it's small. Your punishment was that you it's had to use small. a giant iron. <laughs> and everybody could see your piece. You had to you had to lift the piece to because there were like four properties underneath each time you landed. Well, let's it. talk about hiding things and how fair that is because our producer Bonnie Burns who you might have just heard unwrapping a Twix <laughs> for 15 minutes you know this is the thing when you go to like when you go to a show like a, a like a, a stage I, a show double wrapped did you buy the double wrapped kind Bonnie? a lot of times they'll make an announcement they'll say so if you're going to eat a hard candy please open it before the show begins yeah. but, yes. but my manager slash producer Bonnie Burns has been opening a candy bar yeah. throughout the entire interview I can just hear crinkle crinkle if you haven't heard it yet I implore you to go back about five minutes and listen because it's, it's remarkable and we tried to pretend that we didn't hear it and yeah Finally, I had to, mo- while Ken was talking, I had to motion at her to just get. She thought you wanted one, so she took out another. <laughs> it was just one candy bar. No, but anyway, but another no, thing. I have to tell you something. This what? is important. I, I, forgive me, Ken, but this is important. <laughs> just in terms of understanding how everything has come to be where we are in the world today. Years ago, I was riding with Bonnie in a car. My manager slash producer, Bonnie Burns. We're going over like some canyon road. I promise you this isn't relevant to your life. No, this is important. But she not was, relevant. No, she was the shoe. And uh, <laughs> well, I like she that was, you threw a, so, a Monopoly reference in there. So she was in, she's driving. She was driving. She drove this. She was the only person I know who's ever driven a shitty Jaguar. And uh, she's driving. <laughs> and she's reaching behind the seat to a plastic bag, right? Crinkle, 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 crinkle. We weren't recording at the time, so it wasn't important. But it, it started to feel a little dangerous to me because she's supposed to be driving. So and you're wondering, like, when is she going to get that thing right, out of the bag? exactly. Yeah. And so finally I said, well, let me get it for you. What is it you need from the bag? And here's the thing, Ken. She didn't need anything. 
she just makes a crinkly sound when she drives. Now, I want to add to that because I don't want happened. us to all pile on Bonnie. So no. just you and me right now do it. Yeah, okay. Because cause last week, she had balled up her script in like a little <laughs> tube shaped. And yeah. so, like, so whenever she ch- had to ch- sniff through pages, you'd hear this. <laughs> So, so today, at the start of the show, she looks at me, she holds out a fresh script, and she says, look at him, I'm not going to crinkle this one up. Yeah. She, and then she takes out a fucking twig. Yeah. She didn't, she didn't crinkle the, yeah. The, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Later, she's going to bring out some of that bubble wrap and pop it slowly. Yeah. You know why she's doing it? Because her fucking dog isn't here to bark while we're... <laughs> all right, well, Ken, I'm afraid that's all the time we have for you, but... Um, He's <laughs> kidding, Ken. No, okay. Right, let's get back to it. Um... The reason we brought up Bonnie for real is that uh, when she was uh, younger, she would, um, uh, playing with her siblings, I suppose, she would physically sit on her money to conceal how much she had. No, she wasn't trying to conceal how much she had. She made a crinkly noise. No, no, no. I I insist on getting back to it. Now, are you allowed to conceal how much money you have? Back and forth on top of ones. uh, Yes and no. You can oh. c- you can conceal a, your money. Well, yes and no. Yeah. At a By tournament. Way, welcome back to the show. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. At a tournament, uh-huh. your money has to be above the table, mm-hmm. uh-huh. but you can pile it all in a pile so it hides how much you have. Okay. Oh, so unless you're playing with like Rain Man, no yes. one really knows. How and can much Bonnie you have. sit on the table if she wants to sit on her money? <laughs> as long as the money's above the table, she can sit wherever she wants. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can wow. see on, on your face right there. You were like, "Huh, I never thought of that." <laughs> yeah. yeah, any I can see. Yeah, anytime Ken comes up with a more devious way of playing Monopoly, yeah. his face just lights up. <laughs> like when earlier I mentioned a knife fight over St. James Place, he was like, "Knives." <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, never thought of that. Never thought of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a very good idea. Poison might work too. Now, Ken, um, you're also a lawyer. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> That's perfect. It is. It yeah, is. you want to go to a lawyer who cheats at Monopoly. He doesn't cheat. He, he cheats. bends the rules. He paints his iron. <laughs> right. Is that that's not technically cheating? It's though. borderline. It's, it's borderline. Even, even Ken you. says it's borderline. Yeah. It's, yeah. He paints his He's iron. Lethal about the how borderline color it is, by the way. Of the Monopoly game, <laughs> I think that's so genius. that it blends in. He yeah. camouflages his iron. Yeah, it's kind of fantastic. Like his book also is is the color of the Monopoly board, and look how well that blends. Yeah, really. It, yeah. yeah, it really does. Blends. I, um, Tony and Anita Hall, do you mind yeah. getting a picture of this now? Yeah. While I ask Ken, does being a, a picture lawyer of what? Uh, uh, you see, you don't see it. <laughs> exactly. Um, does being a lawyer help you in Monopoly? Well, some people tell me that they think it helps me negotiate. Because that's a big part of the game, right? It is. People have it to want to make deals with you. You have to make make offers that you uh, think, that you they think be are good. President. It's officially called a trading game. Right. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people game. don't trade a lot. Well, that's a mistake. You propose trades a lot. Oh, yes. You, you have to get a Monopoly. My book explains the seven steps to winning a Monopoly game. Okay. The and first one, the one is steps... to admit you're powerless. <laughs> That's different steps. <laughs> one of the steps is to trade for a Monopoly. Okay. So you can't always get it just by going around the board. Of course not. You no. sometimes can, but rare. Yeah. It's a trading game and you've got to trade. Yeah. Now, how about those two little ones 
just past go. How do you feel about Baltic, Baltic and Avenue and Mediterranean? They're okay Avenue. because they give you income. They keep you in the game. You get like two bucks anytime somebody well, lands build, on. You have you to build on Jesus, you'd have to you'd have to play for ten hours. To how many times would people have to go around and coincidentally well, land you're, you're on right. your little it's, purple? It's hard to win with just that. Yeah, I would think. But it can improve your position. They're worth getting if you can get them. Ken, what's the shortest game of Monopoly you've ever played? How? What's your your most swift victory? I hold the world's record. It was 15 minutes and a few seconds. I forget how many seconds. Wow, 15 minutes. Yes, it was. What did you do to that poor old lady? It yeah, was really? at a it was at a tournament. A friend of mine was judging the tournament. Okay, and he's up oh, on the stage. Oh, already I see bias. Yeah, and he couldn't see your iron. <laughs> he's up on the stage and he goes go. The first guy that rolled landed on a light blue. He didn't want to buy it. So, um, Are uh, you given the option to buy if someone else doesn't buy? It's auctioned off if nobody buys it. Uh-huh. So it was auctioned off, and I got it for $5 more than the standard price. Uh-huh. Then some old lady rolls. There she, was an old lady involved. There were two old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you're a lawyer. She lands on the second light blue. Uh-huh. Yeah. She buys that. I bought it for $10 more than she paid for it. She went for that? Yes, she gladly went for that. Oh, my God. Then I rolled the die. I'm the third person Did you sell her a life insurance policy, too, while you were there, Ken? (laughs) I landed on the third light blue. Okay. So now you have a monopoly in three turns. I immediately go to put hotels on it. They start objecting. Oh, no, you got to go around the board. I thought you had to go around the board before you come. One of those fake news rules. Oh, that's not true? You also don't reshuffle the cards when you get to the bottom of the deck. You don't? They're no, just done. No. So anyway, I'm, I'm about to buy hotels. The people are objecting. Yeah. They raise their hand. The judge comes over. This is now 45 seconds since the start of the game. And they wow. go, he wants to build hotels. And he looks at the board. He just stares at it. And he says, uh, he can. Yeah. And I bought hotels and I won the game in 15 minutes. Wow. Uh, I don't think I could ever do that again, but I no, did it once. No, because what are the odds of putting your friend uh, in that position? <laughs> what Did you slip him like a Monopoly $10? <laughs> no, no, I followed the rules. Yeah. Have you ever like been out in your regular life and inadvertently paid with Monopoly money and then required your own lawyer services? I try, but it never works. <laughs> no, it's, it's very unrealistic looking money. Yeah, that those pink fives. Are really a dead giveaway. Yeah. yeah. I've only taken two or three of them myself. Right. You, you have to get up pretty early in the morning to, to, to pass one of those by you. Yeah. When I when people purchase my remarkably uh, soft tri-polyblend t-shirts Which with, a, not. with a, a self-portrait on the left breast and a memorable quote on the back, um, sometimes they pay cash. No, I, I, once again, I'm, I feel the need to diverge from our Monopoly talk to, to say again that there is no such thing as a tri-polyblend. Now, a lot... Of our listeners are on, showing up on, on Twitter, social media. People are saying. People are saying. People are saying. Yeah, they're saying things like. <laughs> they're saying things like. Okay, maybe it's cotton rayon on polyester, but cotton is technically a polysaccharide. And some people point I've out. I've never that, heard anybody say cotton is technically. They did. A they have done that on, on social media. And somebody else has. Several people have pointed out that cotton and rayon and polyester are all polymers. Exactly. Which is true. But that has nothing to do with calling it a tri-poly blend, which it's not called. It's I mean, you'd buy, and, and I, 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 I stand still, by this. I'm still here. Right, yeah, Ken. I, I know. We'll, we'll get to you. But, but by that reasoning, you could make a shirt out of polyester, a hexagon, and a parrot and call it a tri-poly blend. 
Well, go ahead. Can uh, God damn it. <laughs> Ken, I may need your lawyer services because I'm gonna sue the shit out of album Adam Felber album album Felder. Album fodder. <laughs> I, 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 because he keeps maligning my tri poly blend shirts that are I don't malign them. I just say that they're 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 a tri blend, which is what the They're gar- remarkably soft. They are remarkably soft, Ken. Mm-hmm. I want you to understand if you would come walk away with one thing other than the fact that you came to be interviewed and didn't get to talk. I want <laughs> I want you to come away with the idea that, that her shirts are soft and I do not dispute that. I'll do that, but I want you to walk away with what I'm about to tell you. Okay. What's that? Because I want to get this in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, when you get a monopoly, yeah. you want to immediately go, if you can, to the three-house level. Three houses on each property. Is that a, just mathematically a better bargain? Y- yes, because the rent triples from two to three houses. Oh. Now, you can't just build three houses on one property, right? Oh, the no, no. It's got to be, within be one evenly built. So you want to build okay. nine houses. Okay. But you want to do that as soon as possible because... Below that, you're not really hurting the other people. And you want to hurt them. You want to hurt them. You don't want to just collect rent. You yeah. want to hurt them. You want to lose their friendship. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't so, that close to those so, two old ladies. Yeah, they had it coming. In fact, <laughs> they had it coming. if you see somebody who has two monopolies and they're buying one house for each property. Yeah. Just laugh at them. Slap them. Sell them a third property. But my Ken, by you know, some people do listen to nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. So um, if everybody knows all these things, won't it make it harder for you to you know pull your flim flam on them? It can. I don't have time to say everything in my book. Oh, oh so there's you more stuff. Time. Oh, there's book. many, many more things. Oh, great. So, I, they, so you can beat experienced players, is what you're saying? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. So, but we um, don't know any people like that besides you. So, I so think the people pretty... who's beaten you and how did they do it? Well, I I get beat once in a while because there's still a game of chance. Right. There's the dice. Yeah. And you never know what they're gonna do. Yeah. Oh, come on. You know, you got your friend the judge. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, occasionally I'll lose, and I I can lose to an amateur. That's happened. Mm-hmm. But I've been able to increase my winning percentage to such a degree. That if you play in game after game and tournament after tournament, you eventually just win more often than everyone else. Well, thank you, Ken, for your bank of knowledge. Paula, given all the wisdom that Ken has sent our way, what advice can you give our listeners so that they can win any Monopoly game? I'm going to I'm gonna make you win so often you get sick of winning. Longo, if you could give me some Monopoly background music. Fantastic. Baltic Avenue and Mediterranean, the Purples, will bring in some steady money. Steady at $2 at a time. Get the oranges, because they are the most landed on, and put three houses on right away, and hotels as quickly as you can. Once you get the hotels, put little shampoos and conditioners in the rooms, and label them with large font, because I put lotion on my head twice last year. Boardwalk, Park Place, and the pricey green ones are landed on the least because the player goes to jail before they can get there, and that's even after they legalized pot. The rule 
where you start the game with $500 in the middle of the board and that when you pay taxes, that goes in the middle of the board and whoever lands on free parking wins it is not a rule. Besides, it drags the game out for hours, although it gives the Baltic Avenue Mediterranean owner a chance to save up tens of dollars. <laughs> if you want to win in tournament play, get your friend to be the judge. <laughs> Ken Carey is the number three Monopoly player in the U.S. and author of Monopoly Strategy, How to Win the World's Most Popular Board Game. You can find more about Ken and his book at KenCorey.com. Ken, thanks so much for being part of our show. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you. Thank you, house band Longo Chu. Paula, in this new year, I'm trying to expand my podcast horizons, and Maximum Fun has been the perfect place to do so. So how's about we hear about a couple of those shows right now? Welcome back to WKEP at night. Up next, looks like we've got a PSA from local forest ranger, Duck Newton. Do I start now or? Yeah, I lean in, Duck. Yeah, sorry. Um, okay, I, I wanted to address the unfortunate situation that, okay, listen, two people, good people that I and a lot of y'all have known our whole lives are dead, torn to shreds. A by, savage, uh, bloodthirsty beast that defies human comprehension. If you'd like to know more, stop by the Cryptonomica, Kepler's premier museum of the macabre, just off yeah, Highway come, come on. We just wanted to warn y'all to, to beg you. If you see one of those things out in the forest, don't fight. Don't scream. Run. Run as far as you can. Doc, it's almost midnight. Listen, folks, if you see anything, please go to thelamplighter.org and let us know. And get behind a locked door tonight. Anything else we need to they're leaving. Okay, well, that's thelamplighter.org, and stay safe out there, Kepler. Hey, everybody, this is J. Keith Van Stratton, host of Go Fact Yourself, a live game show here in the Maximum Fun Network. On Go Fact Yourself, we take the smartest people we know and make them look dumb. Paul, by the way, how much do you know about chicken husbandry? You gotta give them that grain. <laughs> All right. <laughs> gotta give them that grain. And then smart again. What future Hall of Fame pitcher for the Cleveland Indians became the first active player to enlist? Bob Feller. When oh, okay. <laughs> We've got me co-host Helen Hong, plus celebrity guests and actual surprise experts. All right, we have an expert on hand who can tell us for sure. Is Helen. it Alan Havey? Helen, who do we have tonight? Alan Havey! Alan Havey! In the coming weeks, you can hear guests like Maria Bamford, Tom Bergeron, Paul F. Tompkins, Janet Varney, and Grant Imahara. Check us out on the first and third Friday of every month here on the Maximum Fun Network. If you like our show, post a review on Apple. Burrito Kaban, which I can only assume is like burrito and Pokemon, a portmanteau of those two, gave us five stars and wrote, quote, I love that banter between Paula and Adam. It makes your morning commute feel like you were grabbing coffee with good friends. Very funny good friends. I love it. So with good friends, like uh, where one of them is always there. No, no, Burrito Command didn't actually say that at that's all. That's what he meant. That was the, uh, you know what, that's called, the, uh, th that's the, uh, what is that called? It's called an implication and it's not. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. Um, you There's... know what, I, I, you know what, Burrito Command, thank you so much for that review. And for that, I'm going to make you a balloon animal. Burrito Command, she's not really making a balloon animal, though she is twisting something. I am making a balloon animal And right I apologize now. that she assigned you a gender. Wait, you are you? Wait, you're making a balloon animal. This is unbelievable. Are you looking for this other balloon here? 
No, there you go. no, I, no, I wasn't. I was looking for the other. I mean, you actually twist. I mean, I'm not saying you're making a balloon animal, but you've twisted no, a balloon into I'm, a shape. I'm making a balloon. So animal. you've been learning how to actually make these. Now this is yeah. this is really impressive because because uh, for for literally months you've had zero skill as a balloon twister. That's not true. Yes, it is. It's completely true. No. But where's right... the other balloon go, Adam? Where's the other balloon? What other balloon? Oh, I was playing with. I probably threw it out. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> there. I can hardly believe I made that. You made that. That look That's, at that. That is remarkable. What is it? It's a burrito. Come on. Oh, <laughs> yes, it is. Hey, Paula, it's a new year. There's new dates. Uh, where are you going to be traveling now that it is 2019? I'll be in Boise, Idaho, on January 17th at the Egyptian Theater, and in Houston, Texas, on January 18th at the Wortham. Theater Center. You know, Paula, we came up with a word a few weeks ago to kind of encompass our very long trail of pitches to listeners. Do you remember what that what that word is? Uh, uh, Sardi. That's right. It's Sardi. <laughs> T-S-A-R-T-I, which stands for Theme Songs, Advice, Reviews, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah. Sardi. Sardi. Okay. So. Uh, we, we came up with the name. What is that called when you take the first letter of everything? An acronym. We came with, up with that acronym so that we didn't always have to say every single week uh, theme songs, advice, reviews, Twitter, and Instagram. But what we should say is if you have any theme songs or advice, you should send, a, or, or you should send them to nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com, right? Yeah. And if you uh, want to post a review, the best place to do that is Apple, their podcast app. That's where most people listen to us. Um, and you can follow me or Paula on Twitter or Instagram. You know what we should really have? Instead of a theme song contest, which is going strong, It is really way, going strong. Um, we should have a review contest. Pe- people reviewing... Like us, each, yeah, but each review like who could give us the best reviews? Exactly. One of the problems with that is almost all the reviews that you seem to like um, are the ones that are somewhat vaguely or obviously insulting to me. <laughs> so I don't, I don't see that we could ever really come to uh, culture on that. I think that could vote. make the Sardi section of the show really fun. <laughs> it really could. All right. So that's it for our first show of 2019. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber, produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezebnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by the great Ray Horseman here at Ray Horseman Studios. Special thanks to tonight's house band, Longo Chu, member of the Scottish Fiddlers of Los Angeles. You can find Longo and his merry band of fiddlers at scottishfiddlers.org. And thanks again to our guests, Jess Phoenix and Ken Curry. Our head of security is Ryan the Axe Gabrinetti, who occasionally stars in Ryan vs. Miranda Street. Transcription services for the show provided by Transcribe Me. For your special Paula Poundstone discount, use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.